0: Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. More than 90% of Vision's income is freewill donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. And knowing we can rely on regular monthly gifts takes some guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you are invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. But what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia with the gospel. To become a Visionary Extra Mile partner, click the banner in the Vision app or go to vision.org.au slash extra mile. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on
1: Vision. Turning our attention to something you may have heard of called... Christian celebrity deconstructionism. Well, in other words, celebrities who announce that they're either reevaluating or even deconverting from their Christian faith. There's a number of names you might even know. And when these celebrity Christians deconstruct their faith, you can imagine a lot of young believers may be left confused and betrayed and potentially also deconverting. Well, let's talk through some of these issues. Dr. Andrew Corbett pastors Legana Christian Church in northern Tasmania, just 15 minutes north of Launceston. He's the author of several books and is the national president of ICI Theological College Australia, a theological distance education provider. We like to get into the deep waters here and uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett, welcome back to 2020.
2: Great to be with you again, Neil. Uh,
1: Andrew, is it a risky thing even discussing this thought about celebrities in particular, but... Oftentimes people follow celebrities and if a celebrity is deconstructing their faith, uh, that people might follow.
2: Well, it's a, I think it's a risky thing not to talk about it, Neil, and that's the point of the article that I've written about it, which we'll refer to a bit later, and also just I think with so many of these celebrity deconstructions, there was a whole raft of them through, strangely, through COVID, where many of these high-profile Christians have sort of walked away from their faith. Some of them have have used the term deconverted. Some of them have used the term deconstructed. And what this what this does is, in one sense, they they've they felt the need to announce it. That's that's a curious thing. And then secondly, they actually most of them go on to encourage young believers to also deconvert. That's why, Neil, I think we need to talk about this big elephant that's sitting in the room of many young people. It might
1: be worth exploring and getting your thoughts on what deconstructing or deconverting might mean because uh, there might be a
2: range of things that people might think. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, and there is. And you'll hear people talk about deconstructing in a sense, and, and I will make the point if we have the time that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. And this is one of the points that I, I'd like to bring out that there is a difference between doubt and cynicism. That doubt can be simply, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this and I will accept it if I can find good reason to. Cynicism is, I'm not going to believe it no matter what. And so when we hear these high profile very high profile very popular uh, people who particularly influence young Christians when they talk about deconstructing they're often actually talking about deconverting and there's often something behind that now w- when we when they talk about deconverting they could simply be you know coming to a place where they said you know what a lot of the Christian traditions, uh, the things that I've been taught are a part an essential part of Christianity, I now read in the Bible that they're not there. I can't find them in the Bible. And in that sense, that could be a good form of deconstructing. It could, although we could challenge that as well. But there's, a, there's another sense where they might be reacting to what we might perceive as legalism. And they, they come to realize, hey, that's actually not what Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach this harsh wooden legalism well that that could be a good deconstruction it could be then then it gets into the dangerous territory where they start to do things like reject the authority of god's word and to outright reject much of the the i guess we might call it the reawakenings that have happened throughout church history such as things like the the Reformation, which says, you know, we're saved by faith in Christ alone, those sorts of things Neil,
1: Is it a fair enough thing to think, Andrew, that uh, you ought not to be too critical about these sorts of things because even people who have had a strong faith uh, come to a point where you might call it a crisis of faith, and doubt seems to override uh, things that they've even experienced, and they move off in different directions. So, uh, you can't be prideful in the way you talk about this. In fact, uh, there's perhaps examples in the scriptures of those believers who were stuck and didn't know which way forward. And so, it's like they've, uh, you know, reverted to their old lifestyle.
2: Yeah, and this is where I think we, we need to understand this difference between cynicism and doubt. And for many people, doubt is an unforgivable sin, or it's at least a sin. But doubt is different to unbelief, uh, where you stop believing something doubt can be simply as you describe it a crisis of faith it's where you've got someone who may have made a claim and challenged you did Jesus really claim to be the Son of God did he really claim to be the one that we should worship all these sorts of things and and they may even people may use the scriptures in a way that raises what we're referring to as doubt you know I'm going well hang on did Did he say that? And this is where, when we begin to understand that truth is often described in Scripture as much as it's prescribed, and then we begin to see, just as you mentioned, that there were some very godly people who had good reasons not to doubt, and I'm thinking in particular of the 11 surviving of the 12 apostles who on the day of the resurrection, and of course we're, you know, Easter is the thing where we commemorate this, that on the day of the resurrection, they had every reason not to doubt. And then, you know, a week or so later, after Christ hasn't been around for a few days, suddenly there's, it's almost like there's a a crisis of faith. And you have Peter saying, ah, that must be it. Then I'm I'm going fishing, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's you, you've got you've got the you know the the leader of the pack saying that's it. Let's let's go fishing. And uh, then we have Christ on the on the, the shores of Galilee cooking fish, which is to me hilarious because there Peter's gone out to get fish, and there's Christ really saying, "You want fish? I can give you fish. I I give as much." And there's Peter comes, swims ashore. Sits at the feet of Jesus, and the, the, it's a beautiful thing. Christ doesn't condemn him; he doesn't condemn him for what he did when the rooster crowed, you know, when when Christ was being accused by the high priest. He doesn't uh, he doesn't rebuke and condemn Peter for having doubt and going out fishing instead of doing what Christ said, which was to wait until the promise of the Father. And so this this is, a I think, a, a, an important lesson. The other, the other thing there, too, is that this particular account is described in the closing two chapters of the Gospel of John. And John actually finishes his gospel by saying, these things I have written, so that you might believe. And that I think that there's something in what John's saying, and there's also something in what maybe he's not saying, that we need to hear that we are all we all need good reasons to believe what we should believe and here John is saying i've given you those reasons
1: we'll often look up to our pastor and there's a bit of a pedestal that a pastor sits on and a little bit along the lines of the apostle paul saying well if you can't imitate christ at least imitate me celebrities don't necessarily have the same sort of relationship with you as your pastor does. And there are all sorts of challenges if a pastor has a crisis of faith and turns their back on uh, the grace of God. But putting people on a pedestal, uh, this is dangerous, isn't it? Because we want to somehow rather deflect from people and point people to Jesus himself. How do you describe a, a protection here about this idea of deconstructing
2: yeah and and neil i think you've gone to the heart of the issue because what what's happening here is you have people who are high profile that they have millions of perhaps youtube followers they or whatever they're called (laughs) they have you know lots of people on instagram who follow them lots of twitter followers lots of facebook followers and the problem is People see that and then they equate popularity with authority. They they think that just because someone's popular, they must have it all together and they must know what they're talking about. I've heard someone describe it as expertocracy, the idea that we have people who just simply because they're popular, they are automatically granted expert status. So here, I guess this is the question. That we, we need to sort of have at the ready is when someone, doesn't matter who it is, whether it's a pastor, whether it's you, Neil, or whether it's a, a Christian celebrity, if they make a claim, the question we probably should have at the ready and encourage people, uh, particularly young people, to ask, not in a snarky way, but in a, I hope, in a polite and winsome way, could I please have the evidence for that? You made this claim. Could I, I want to look? I want to investigate this claim. I think we find that Neil in Acts seventeen, where the Apostle Paul turns up at Berea in what is now Greece, and they they hear the Apostle Paul and they say, "We're going to investigate this. We're going to see if these things are so." And Doctor Luke describes the Bereans as noble. He actually says this is a commendable thing. So when we have celebrities making claims that, you know, I used to believe Jesus actually was born of a virgin and actually did miracles and actually rose from the dead, but now I know better. Well, the question is, why? What's the evidence to contradict all, or disagree or refute all of those things? Let's have a look at that evidence and weigh it up.
1: Well, you've taken us into some deeper waters today, Andrew, and I know you've written an article about this, and for listeners who want to pursue this a little further and talk about doubts and cynicism and deconstructing, and deconstructing either in a bad way or what actually might be a constructive thing to do from time to time because those things that somehow or other don't have the evidence base, perhaps we need to deconstruct some of those and reconstruct with the evidence and with a view of God's Word. Uh, There is an article that listeners can go to. It's called Celebrity Christian Deconstructionism, and you can find it at findingtruthmatters.org and there's also a YouTube clip on this too at youtube.com Dr Andrew C and to connect with Dr Andrew Corbett you might have an interest in doing some theological study the National President of ICI Theological College Australia it's a theological distance education provider You can connect with Dr. Andrew Corbett at icicollege.com.au. Andrew, we'll talk again very soon and maybe talk through some extra of these issues, but thanks so much for sharing your insights today on 2020.
2: Thanks, Neil.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.